Hello and welcome to Nights at the Hobby Table. I'm one of your hosts, Blake, here with my lovely and always on point Oblerone. How the fuck are you, brother? It's been too long. <laughs> yeah, it's been very long. I'm good, man. How are you? <laughs> yeah, great, dude. You know what? It actually hasn't been that long because we've been hanging out in the Discord. Like, I only saw you last week. So it's yeah. better than normal. But we're doing better. We're doing better. Yeah, we're getting back we're doing into good. Group. We're doing better. Really I've been I've been lows in the Discord this weekend as well. Had a good chat, yeah, good time yeah. with Matt. I haven't because I was otherwise engaged. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was I was at a gig. Gig. Alright. I saw uh, I saw Static X and Soil and an Aussie band called Witch Grinder, I think. They were really cool. I didn't even know they were playing. And then I'm like Gee, the guys from Soil look different to last time, you know? Like, last time I was looking at They're an Aussie band, but they, they were really good. Okay. Uh, the, the singer from Soil did a shoey. Mm. Do you know what a shoey is? So a shoey is like a stupid Australian thing where basically you pour your alcohol in a shoe and you scull it from the shoe. Oh my god. And All man... Right. This crazy motherfucker did it in, like, some dirty-ass work boot uh, from some country crowd, dude. <laughs> so I filmed it. I filmed it. Oh, my lord. But, um, yeah, great show, man. Great show. Took it easy. Not too banged up, so. Oh, that's good. All good. Ready yeah. to rock and roll. I saw, uh, uh, what's it called? Like, a little uh, documentary about what's happened to Aussie the last couple of years, and he's not doing good. Oh, man. yeah? Yeah. Nah, he's not, man. He's not. It's it's sad to see, you know? Yeah. But I think the fact that we've had Aussie Osborne for as long as we have has been a miracle in and of itself, so... Yeah. It's gonna yeah. count our blessings and thank him for his entertainment, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, he, he's definitely one of the big influences for many bands that we listen to today, yeah. so... Did you get the chance to see him at all? Did no, you ever get the chance I to see haven't. him live? No. Oh, man. I've been blessed. So I got to see him with... Ozzy Osbourne, like the band with Zach Wild and that on his Black Rain tour. Yeah. And I got to see him on the Black Sabbath 13 tour when they came to Australia. Alright. So, seeing him twice, I'm very, very happy about that, you know? Alright, so, um, how about we, uh, <laughs> that was a really long introduction, but, uh, how about what, say what we're going to talk about today? Look, the way I see it, the whole episode is an introduction until it ends. Then it's an outro. <laughs> what are we talking about? Well, you and I had a bit of a brainstorming session, as we do, storm of brains, and we both sort of have both been wanting 3D printers for a very long time. Correct. So, you know, it, we saw the, the two sons of Tatooine rise up on our day, and we're like, it's time for a new hobby. <laughs> and yep. so, you and I are both taking the plunge into 3D printing, if Correct. I'm not mistaken. Yep. That is true. Um, yeah. So, but, but, we are going in different directions with it. Yeah. Which is cool. Um... Yeah, like I'm going, I want a 3D printer so I can make large detailed pieces and make props and things like that. Mm-hmm. You're going at it from a different perspective altogether, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, my goal is basically to print 
well, minis and Warhammer accessories and stuff like that. Yeah. I just so want... just to be clear, you don't intend on printing Warhammer models. You intend on printing stuff for your Warhammer models and other minis that are cool. Other minis that are cool that could also be interpreted as Warhammer models. <laughs> That's a little different. Though. But but yeah. but at least you're not like, you know, being a plagiaristic asshole. No, no. The only thing that I kind of want to get is a Warhound, but besides that, it's... Uh, look, the thing is, those are never in stock online. No, and they're never. so fucking they're, pricey. You, like, for the price for a Warhound, I, I could buy the fucking printer and the resin and still get it cheaper. But I think you and I are firm believers in that mindset of, like, if you love something, you support it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, definitely. Like, and I, 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 have, want... I have a fucking shelf to prove it, like... Exactly, exactly. Because someone asked me that the other day in the Discord, actually, like, oh, bro, are you going to buy a 3D printer and print minis? And I went on, like, a 30-minute rant about why I would never do that. Yeah. You know? Because to me, like, okay, cool, yeah, I can print a model, you know, some Space Marines. Mm. I can print them for way less than buying them. But they're not as good quality. I don't care what anyone says. Even an 8K printer... Does not look as good as what GW spits out. It's not as crisp. It's close. Yeah. But it's not as good. It's better than the fine cast, but not as good as the plastic. No. In my opinion. Not the newer ones. Second Secondarily, I believe that like okay, I'm just one person. But if everyone gets my mentality of like, oh you know, get some mentality of like, oh, we don't need to buy it, we can just 3D print it, then like that company stops making money. And mm. I've been mm. in the hobby long enough that I remember when G-Dub wasn't making money mm. and how shit that was to be in Warhammer. Like, we barely got new releases. We barely got, you yeah. know, revisions and codecs and things like that. Now that Warhammer actually makes money, mm. they release new models all the fucking time. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, for me, I want, you know, the sculptors and those people that have jobs there to keep those jobs and keep making the art that they make. So... Yeah, yeah, sponsor the company that you love. So that's right. Vote with your wallet, man. If you like what they're doing, support them. If you don't, yeah. don't. You yeah. know. Yeah, like I, I have a fucking room dedicated to Warhammer. So I mean, I've, I've made my purchases and I'm, I've supported the company. So, but yeah, exactly. It, and I know you still will too. Like if you go, oh, yeah, I need Terminators, yeah, yeah. you're gonna go buy Terminators. Yeah, I'm still gonna buy the new 10th edition box. I'm because I fucking yeah, love exactly. the models in it. I, I even if I can print them off for like a third the price, I don't care. I want those fucking models. <laughs> they look good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's a matter of principle. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Like sure, I can print yeah. them off, but what's the point if if I want to support the company to make more models that inspire other people to make resin models? You know. Exactly. It's like a it's like a circle. Like somebody needs support support at some point. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So cool. You know. Um. Although someone did pitch the idea to me the other day that like, and I mean this isn't a terrible idea. If three D printing gets to that point where like it's really cutting into their shit, they yeah. should sell STLs. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that would price. sell sell like hotcakes. Even if you would yeah. sell it at a higher price, it doesn't matter. Like. If you sell it at half the price of the mini, it doesn't matter because it'll print infinite amounts of them anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, that's not a bad idea. I would say that they could charge as much as they fucking want for it because you can print off as many as you want anyway. So, what they should do 
is um, 3D scan models that they're retiring mm. and sell the STLs for those. Yeah. So they no longer need to produce them mm. and their factories can move forward, their old molds can go in the bin, doesn't matter. Yeah. But people can still make them. Yeah. I think people would dig that, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Cool. Well, before cool. we get into the media ingredient of the hob- of 3D printing, what have you been up to in the oh, hobby oh, the past well, month? Oh. <laughs> um, well, I've been working on a couple custodies here and there when I had the allotted time. Mm-hmm. I did nearly get murdered the other night by my girlfriend. Oh, my lord. <laughs> She's a very nice lady. Very chill. But don't wake her up when she's sleeping. Oh, yeah. And the other Monday, she'd gone to bed. She had to get up work for, up to work, like, early. And me being the ADHD fuckwit I am, the moment she goes to bed, it's midnight, and I'm like, I gotta start moving things around the fucking house, man. <laughs> so I'm in there. I got this Ikea shelf all the way in my garage, and it's about... Probably 20, 30 meters to my room I'm in now. Through a living room and up a narrow hallway across tiles. (laughs) And so I've got this fucking detail shelf from Ikea. Pulled all the shelves out of it. And I'm pushing it along the tiles. It's going, go, 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 go. (laughs) And she was like, what the fuck is that sound? You know, like, she was like. What's going on? Because she was like, she didn't know what it was. I'm like, oh, babe, I'm just moving the shelf. No worries. And she's like, oh, okay. So she goes back to sleep. No issue. Fine. Wake her up once. Cool. Then I'm cleaning one of the shelves against the kitchen bench with some, like, window cleaner. And I drop the motherfucker on the bench. (laughs) And it makes this ungodly glass gong sound, man. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, shit. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm walking past the room like, hey babe, I'm okay. Like, it's all good. She's like, I'm glad you're okay. But that's the second time you've woken me. I'm like, <laughs> I just, I, I ran for my life. <laughs> um, no, seriously, I went and grabbed my shelves. I came in the little hobby room, closed the door quiet, and just like put my stuff down. I was just like, okay, time to play Xbox now. <laughs> seriously, she's the nicest person, but. Don't wake her up. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. I was scared, man. Yeah, yeah. But it was so funny. I told her the next day, and she was like, "She, we just chuckled about it because you know." But she was like, "Seriously, don't fucking wake me up." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, "Fuck up, man." <laughs> um. So that's a that's an adventure I had. I got the shelf behind me now, as Obi can see. Yep, looks good. good. Got some somewhere for my minis to oversee me while I paint now, which is cool. Yeah. Um, what else have I been doing? Fish tank shenanigans, you know? Did some tank maintenance today. Um, yeah, I think that's all of it. Because to be honest, my hobby in time has been certain researching lately. Yeah. yeah. So, like a lot. Oh, and of course, I've been grinding Fortnite because I'm a fucking loser. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Fair enough. I, I got Darth Maul, bro. I have a Darth Maul skin. Nice. And five clone troopers. Uh, Very cool. I have... Oh, you haven't watched Clone Wars, have you? Uh, Not entirely. I've got the plain white clone troopers. I've got uh, the yellow ones, like the 
ones that are with Obi-Wan Kenobi when Order 66 goes down. You know, yeah. yeah. I've got Plo Koon's guys, the Wolf Pack. I've got Anakin's 501st Legion. Mm-hmm. And I've got the 501st with the Soka paint on the helmet. Oh, and the Coruscant Guard. Oh, yeah. Um, which is um, the red guys, the Shock Troopers. Yeah. Okay. So. Oh, and I bought Boba Fett. <laughs> Lots of Star Wars things way. going on. Yeah. This is the way, man. I don't know what it is. I just love Star Wars right now. Yeah, I think I'm in the Star Wars phase as well. Uh, we synchronize. Yeah. Instead of us synchronizing our, our periods, we synchronize <laughs> our interests. So this is what happens to men. <laughs> I mean, it was that one time we're like. Oh, dude, Shadowpoint looks so good. Like, the new uh, Star Wars dude, box. Dude, And I was like, oh, dude, I'm just watching this video from Eons of Battle. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it looks really good. Lovely minis and stuff. I was watching it at the same time, <laughs> dude. What is uh, that? That's, <laughs> that's the weirdest shit. Like, yeah. the same video at the same time with no coordination. Just no, like, no. Shadowpoint looks cool though. Interesting. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Anyways, I think I want to get. I think I want to get it. Learn how to play it, and then teach my girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like kill team in a way. So it, it's not yeah, a lot of but longer. It's like uh, two hours of battle sort of thing. Okay. Yeah. Not too bad though. Cool. Anyway, I'm gonna let you steer this episode back on the rails. Yeah. About uh, <laughs> my hobbies, actually, what I've been doing. Uh, I finished up those custodies that I talked about last episode. And finished them, you did. Oh, yeah, I did. That's ten more dudes, so it's only three more custodies to do, and then I'm done with the army, basically. You uh, went full Mortal Kombat and finished him. Yeah. Then I did something completely different. My first non-Warhammer mini, besides the one that I painted oh. for my girlfriend. but I, th- I, I blame you for our current situation <laughs> could be yeah i painted up uh, a yoda miniature from star wars legion and I, I was super happy with it i did did two minis in two days because the box came with two minis and uh i'm really happy with how that how it turned out that so. osl was mint yeah mint. Yeah. yeah i'm really happy with how, how it turned out and uh, lightsaber effect on him as well yeah super good yeah, so I then did. I did a little bit more Warhammer because I feel like with the new hobby coming in, I want to get rid of a lot of my backlog so it's not like weighing down on me too much. <laughs> so I started painting for full again. So I finished a Blood Angels Chaplain. I finished a Jacaro, And now I'm working on two commission pieces at the same time. So Damn. Yeah, yeah, very good. Damn. Very cool. Yeah. Well, Obi, 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 Obi. It's nice to see your triumphant return to the hobby, Obi. Is what I was trying to fucking say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good. Oh, it's man. it's been too long. And I'm good. I'm it gets like that, man. Life gets on top of you. I yeah. noticed with you, you're like a lizard. You know, <laughs> when it's summer. You're much more active because you can sun yourself. You know? <laughs> sun In winter, you're in hibernation, man. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, this winter was just rough in general, so. I'm happy to just be to Austra- back. Move to Australia, bro. It's summer here all the time. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Cool. So what do you say? How about we start off with... Uh, because we're doing yeah. two different ways. I'm doing resin and you're doing filament. How about we talk yeah. about the assumptions that we think that the other guy has? Like, what's my opinion on, on filament and what's yours about resin? So we, you want to go? We thought this was a good starting point because... Neither of us have any 3D printing experience, right? No. You've never done it before? No. I've never done it before. Neither of us are technological geniuses. So we thought <laughs> this is going to be a cool thing to show us going from zero to either hero or absolute failure yeah. and burn my house down. <laughs> either way, you guys are going to get the story along the way. Not every episode is going to be 3D printing, obviously. No. no so no, you're going to no. do our normal shit. But we just thought we'd bring you along on the journey with us because, like, how often do we get to start a brand new fucking hobby that ties in? Yeah, exactly. So cool. Yeah. So cool. So, Obi, I'm getting a PLA filament printer. Yeah. What are your assumptions on that printer? Like, what's your understanding of it? From what I understand is that it's basically melting plastic, plastic into an extruder and onto a build plate basically following shapes then making a 3d model and yeah i think that's that's basically the big gist of it and i don't really know well besides like different kind of plastics maybe how you'll have to interact with the printer in some way uh yeah so i think um so there's two types yeah of pla printers there's direct feed where you have a basically a big spool of plastic yeah. right like wire yeah. plastic wire yeah. that feeds through this head of this thing and into the nozzle as you said to be true yeah so there's direct feed where it goes straight from the spool and straight into the head yeah there's also another one that has a type of tube like a teflon tube where okay. it feeds through that and does that apparently some people prefer either way but from what i've figured out or from what i can understand it's not really a discernible difference. Like, there's not a difference in the quality at the end. No. Like, no. worst sense worse, you might have to replace the Teflon tube here and there. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, it's a cheap part. No one gives a fuck. Yeah. So, but um, what I think more is that PLA's areas of usage is probably more dedicated to writing out bigger things, not small it, details. Like, you can probably do small details. But it's specialized at like doing bigger things. Like, well, what do you so want to do? With? You you want to use a PLA printer for anything bigger than say a dreadnought, right? Like something like that, you can get away with something around yeah. that size. Mm. But small intricate details just do not work well. No. Um. So, my build size that I'm getting for my one, um is 30 centimeters by 30 centimeters by 30 centimeters yeah so i'm going to be able to print out entire helmets like prop helmets and that yeah exactly yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's pretty much i'm going to be able, in one print now if you get a smaller printer like a smaller extrusion printer you can mm. slice it from what i understand yeah like say if you were to do a stormtrooper helmet to fit your head mm. you could just slice it into four you know, like, mm. boom, boom, boom. Mm. Print it, glue it, whatever. But 
doing it this way, it's going to make it more rigid and easier to do. Yeah. So, just one print, you know, and yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's exciting. Like, um, I'm yeah. definitely keen to see what you'll be able to do with it. <laughs> so much. Yeah. So There's lots of sanding, though. Lots of sanding. Yeah. So that's the difference. There's layer lines. Exactly. There'll always be layer lines. So although it's good for making something huge, hmm. you yeah. gotta fill sand, fill sand, fill yeah. sand paint. Yeah. Exactly. A little bit more prep work before you can you get but the finished product. It it's air curing. So I don't, when that thing is done off the build plate, I scrape it off, I break off all the stuff, and it's ready to be worked on. Yeah. I don't need to cure it in any way, it just cures by cooling down. Yeah. Exactly. So. Cool. So that's kind of PLA in a nutshell. What do you uh, think about resin printing? What are your assumptions so my, about that? My understanding is that resin printers, they, they're good, very good for fine details, hmm. um, given that they don't have the same sort of lines. They can still have lines, yeah. but not in the same way. No. Because from what I understand, you have like a, a tray of resin that's UV activated. And yeah. I think that basically what happens is there's a screen underneath there, like an LCD one or something like that, or different other screens that lights up with UV and it has an image on there that'll flash up that blocks out the UV in the pattern of what you're trying to do. Mm. And that hardens a layer and then it'll come up and then dip back down and then go again and it's just sort of up and down up and down yeah and sort of just rises out of the material right yeah yeah that's that's the gist of it yeah yeah but if you get they're not very big are they like the build size no i think the one that i'm buying is oh like 10 inches so it's not really big the 10 inches build plate i don't really know the exact sizes well i'll have to go yeah, back okay. about that well everything i looked at was like especially for the price right so like for around the price i was looking at your build size was like way small way way small yeah compared to the yeah, PLA yeah. and that yeah exactly and uh i think resin just from my experience with resin models and that tends to be more brittle and not good for like something that's going to take donks and bonks and stuff like that so like if you were to make like a, a three like a resin printed you know, uh, Lancer from Gears of War. Yeah. And you want to run around with it. The moment you donk it on something, it's going to shatter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You exactly. know? So, All right. so the build volume for cool. this one is 219 millimeters times uh, 123 millimeters. So uh, 22 centimeters by 12 centimeters and 21 centimeters high. So. Not so nearly terrible. half the size in some regards. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. But not bad. Like, no. it's going to cover anything you want to do on a miniature scale, for sure. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the thing, because I I, I want to be, get bigger miniatures, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I got, like, a and... couple of STLs I bought before that are, are really big, so should be good for this. Yeah, yeah. And I think the cool thing is... Well, not the cool thing, but my understanding is that generally, in terms of build size, 
resin printers cost quite a deal more than PLA. Yes. Like, for you to get a 30 by 30 by 30 resin printer would cost you, like, $1,000. Yeah, 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 basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I think that PLA printers were the first ones that sort of came to the domestic market. Yeah. Like, my friend bought a PLA printer four or five years ago. You know, Mm, like, he had one. He was printing off our D&D minis with it. Mm. And, like... They were good enough to go, okay, I know what that is. That's a skeleton. Yeah. It wasn't like, whoa, look at that model. But it's like, oh, cool, we got a skeleton. You know, mm-hmm. throw him up there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cool. And uh, it's like you mentioned earlier, like, uh, resin is activated by uh, UV light. And it builds on actually like a, a film that's inside the vat that contains the resin. But it's also printed yeah. to the build plate. So what what it will do is it will lift up and pull the FVP, like the plastic, up. And then it will release. Yeah. And if that's kind of the, the biggest issue with resin printers is if it has too much sticking force to the plastic film, it won't follow with the build plate. And then you'll have a failed print. Uh-huh. So that's kind of why you need to be good at supporting your, your miniatures. If I'm not wrong too, isn't there some form of like weird after printing ritual you have to do to like, you know, oh yeah, yeah, make it not goopy? Exactly. So what you do first is you wash it off. There's two types of resin for uh, resin printers as well. Uh, one is uh, like very toxic resin, uh, and then you have water washable resin as well. So I hope you're getting the toxic one. No, I definitely not. I'm getting the water washable oh. because I I don't want to deal oh, with dude. more chemicals in my I thought you were hard, bro. <laughs> yeah. But the way you clean the, the other resin, the toxic one is is with IPA, uh isopropyl alcohol. Then you swish it around or you scrub it don't scrub it off because that shit flicks around. No good. And uh you basically wash them all off, and then you have to cure it with more UV light. So, yeah, that's that's basically so, the big gist of it. You can buy like washing and curing stations, right? Usually as a companion to your three D printer. Yeah, that's what I got because I can't be asked. Right, so you got one now. in your kit. Yeah, I bought one separately. So. Sweet. So yeah, just for the record, Obi has ordered his kit. I haven't yet. Yeah. But soon. Yeah, I ordered it two, three days ago, I think. So, and it, I have just got confirmation this morning that my printer is on the way. Oh. So, excited. Very exciting. It's probably Very about exciting. two weeks okay. until it arrives, but I'm, I'm excited. I can't it. wait for the gift exchange to happen between you and I. <laughs> like, hey, Blake, I printed you these things. Hey, Obi, I printed you this thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's going to be cool. Uh, very excited. Oh, yeah. Cool. See, this is the thing. We don't need politicians. A diplomatic relationships in Australia and Sweden have never been stronger. <laughs> <laughs> we have a trade agreement. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, funny. are there any things that you've learned in searching for your specific printer? Yeah, so, I've done, as I do whenever I need a hobby, I've done a fair bit of research. Um, 
the things I realized I definitely didn't want to do, in fact, was go too big mm. on my first printer. Yeah. Because um, there is, believe it or not, printers that go even bigger than the one I'm getting. Like, you can get 40 centimeters by whatever. And it's yeah. like, okay, I can do that, but, like, do I need to? Like, the price outlay, when I don't even know how to use the software yet, yeah. is huge. And one of the guys I watched on YouTube, I can't remember his name, but he makes full Iron Man armor and shit like that. Yeah. And he was like, you know, I would recommend a small one or a medium one, which is what I'm getting, the medium one. But not the huge ones for your first printers. Like, if you like it and you get into it and you need it, then get it. But besides that, don't. Mm. Um, so I've learned that. I've also learned, you know, uh, sort of, how do I put it? You, you want to just, as with every hobby, you want to know what you're setting out to do. Mm. So, like, you know, I, I'm going to talk about later exactly what I want to do, but... I had some set things in mind when I wanted to get a 3D printer. And it was to do something creative with my skills I have from Warhammer that mm. isn't Warhammer mm. and isn't a gunman, you know? I want to go sort of another path that still ties in. And yeah. so doing my research, I've watched a bunch of people do builds similar to what I want to do. Yeah. And I sort of went about it that way. And, you know, the one that I'm getting is recommended by a lot of people that do the stuff that I'm trying to do mm. and whatnot. So I looked into it. There's another guy who was like, it doesn't do this good, it doesn't do that good. But like, they were nitpicks and the printer he recommended instead was another two or $300 on top oh, of it. No, thank you. <laughs> and I was like, hold on a minute. I'm not a professional. I'm just getting into this. And the things that he's talking about are going to be things that bother somebody who really knows what they're doing with a printer, yeah. not someone who's brand new. You know, yeah. it was things like, oh, this one's direct feed, this one isn't, this one has that. Yeah. They still have the same normal shit though, like uh, auto-leveling, because you have to make sure your printer's level and shit like that. Yeah. Mine does that. You press a button and it's going to go beep, 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 make fucking R2-D2 sounds and then <laughs> can't ready to print some magic shit, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, and I think the other thing is too... From what I understand, you don't want to skimp out on your PLA. Now, PLA is actually, like, comparatively cheap hmm. compared to resin. Like, a kilo of the roll shit is only about 25 to $30 here in Australia, depending on what one you get. Hmm. Whereas resin is quite expensive, and you use a lot of it. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I can print out a whole helmet with about, like, a basic helmet. Hmm. For thirty dollars, mm. and to do that in resin would cost you probably seventy, yeah, or more, mm. you know. So, but yeah, that's what I've learned in my research. Very what good. have you learned, Obi? <laughs> uh, resin's fucking toxic. That's what I've learned. Uh, oh, like oh. it's not a hobby to be taken kindly. Uh, there's a lot of lightly, yeah, lightly. Uh, it's it's a lot of. Because it's so toxic, you don't want to get it on your skin. You don't want to breathe in the fumes. You don't want to have it in a room where there is basically no ventilation. So protect yourself with gloves at all time when you're handling resin. Wear a face mask if you're going to be close to it. 
uh, when you're taking the models out uh, and install some sort of ventilation if you don't have a window that you can open but yeah, yeah. opening a window will introduce a new problem in your setup which is temperature apparently temperature is very sensitive for resin as well because oh, it changes yeah it, it's it screws with the viscosity of the resin you know the colder oh, no. it gets the the slower the resin flows back together yeah which means that it won't print exactly like it you will when it's like at proper temperature so i need to get a little heater as well to to make sure that yeah, just having that little room yeah yeah but what i've done even more i went a little bit out of it and i'm gonna make a box around it i've got a cabinet and i'm just gonna put on doors on it so i can just basically close the doors off and have ventilation to that cabinet so that i won't have any toxic fumes in the room at least so that's fucking genius dude yeah. Are I, you gonna heat the cabinet too? Yeah, like just set temperature. Ju- yeah, just like have a little heater in it. So when I'm, you I'm can when, get like a reptile heater or something, right? Yeah, exactly, something like that. So just something yeah, that, that just have it on a thermostat that it turns off at a certain temperature. Exactly. So it, that that's kind of the the bigger things like safety, temperature is very very hard, and you know. Yeah. Making sure that you yeah. the aftercare of the models itself before you actually start yeah. painting yeah. it. So just quickly back to PPE, like you know, safety shit, and I'm I'm being all serious right now. No one thinks you're a hard cunt if you do jobs without PPE. It doesn't make you tough. It makes you fucking dumb. Yeah. Put safety glasses on. Yeah. Wear gloves because you don't want to be the dumb motherfucker who ends up in the emergency ward because you splash fucking resin in your eye like a twat. Yeah. You don't yeah. want to do that with your day. That takes away from your time. Yeah. Just wear safety glasses, man. Yeah. I know you probably think that you're way too tough for it. You're mm-hmm. fucking not. Wear safety glasses or at least, at least sunglasses when dealing with resin, right? Because it's not a projectile. No. But, like, just wear something that's going to protect you. Don't, yeah. don't be stupid. Yeah, exactly. Anything but, is better than nothing, but mm. don't be fucking dumb. If you can afford a resin printer, you can afford some safety specs and some exactly. fucking gloves and yeah. a respirator. Yeah, so it's 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 a lot of things around the printer itself that I've been researching and like trying to figure out how to handle it in the best way possible. Like, for example, the washing cure station. So just dunk them all after I put it in the build plate into container and wash it straight away take them all out and put it on a curing plate so it's not much that can go wrong from those steps from the toxic resin pool to the to the you know uh, but you know you still want to be question yeah when you're printing right you have that pool Hmm. and obviously you're going to put a certain amount of resin in there say if you're finished printing because you're printing something small and there's still leftover that pool can you pour that back into your resin container with no issues? Or is it not contaminated because of the UV and the uh, no, prints and things you like that? you can reuse it. And okay. you probably should at some point. But make sure to check your model if any part broke off. Because if you have any piece of resin left in the tank and you put your build plate back 
to the starting position, the home position, that means that that piece will be pressing so hard on the plastic Ooh. film, it will cross a crack and it will leak resin all over the place. So that's like a nightmare scenario. So put yeah. your resin printer inside of a big plastic container? Yes. That's yeah? also something okay. that I've picked up from. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of safety things going around the printer itself to make sure that you you have as pain-free of an experience as possible. And I feel like it's worth taking those extra steps just to make sure you don't cause a headache. I mean, you don't yeah, want to exactly. clean resin off your floors, your table, your clothes. Exactly. That's just Even a like... nightmare. Even me, I forget sometimes that things are hazardous. Hmm. Like, so, it's not because I'm trying to be a hard cunt, but, like, you know, I always rattle can and stuff like that without a fucking respirator. And I never really thought about it hmm. until you were cleaning out your PC and you showed me all the red in there. And I'm like, you know what? I know I have a beard, but I probably should get some sort of a respirator for doing this. Because yeah. any respirator is better than no, like, yeah. having a proper respirator, even though I have a beard and it's not going to do a full seal, that's still markably better yeah. than not having yeah. a respirator at all. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do that before I touch this new printer. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to buy a proper one and be done with it. Yeah. It's it's kind of the same, like, with airbrushing. Like, that's why, why, I got, I, why I got so much paint in. Like, I wear a COVID mask just, just to see how it would turn out and... Like, it was literally red intakes around the nose area where you breathe in. So, like, there is so many fumes still in the room, and I have an airbrush booth. So, I'm I'm hoping yes. that with, with, with this new ventilation system that I'm going to be building, I'll be able to suck out the fumes from the airbrushing booth altogether. See, so. it's, it's crazy because, like, I was using my airbrush in my garage with no fucking booth and no yeah. fucking... Thing. I'm like, I didn't even realize how stupid I was being, yeah. but now I'm sort of starting to, so I'm going to get a respirator at least and just yeah. not be a dumb cunt. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, but I think as far as safety goes, I think the PLA printer is the go. Yeah. Apart from burns, mm. I think I'm pretty good with it because it's non-toxic. Yeah. Like, uh, that PLA is actually, from what I understand, fish tank safe, but it also breaks down in water. Okay. So only that it breaks down the water, I could actually build shit from fish tanks with it, mm. which is cool. And there is a way, from what I understand, to protect it okay. from the water. I yeah. think you can paint it in silicon and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So guys, we're one step closer to building Helm's Deep for a fish tank. Come <laughs> with me on this journey. <laughs> yes. That's good. But yeah. Nah, that's cool, man. Very cool. Yeah, so kind of a segue into... Uh, our preparations for you know the coming of the printer uh, like for me i'm definitely going to build a new ventilation system i built some new shelves to have everything in and put a little bit more order in my chaos <laughs> um uh-huh. so i think the ventilation system is 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 like another hundred bucks that i have to invest in just to make sure that it it keeps the toxic fumes out of my room you know so, yeah. is there any preparations that you have done for it? Well, I'm currently... My garage is still in shambles from when my girlfriend moved in. You know, we sort of shoved everything in there. But bit by bit, I've been going through 
Uh, I had that big box of random Warhammer sprues that people gave me. Yeah. I've been going through clipping those out and putting them in bits bags and like just decluttering and decluttering. Yeah. So I can move my other industrial shelf to the end of the garage and that's going to give me basically an almost free wall where initially I'm going to set up just my old hobby desk for the 3D printer. But I think eventually I'm going to get some uh, some metal industrial shelves in there. Mm. So I can have my printer on there. I can have in-progress projects, supplies, whatever I need yeah. just in there. Yeah. Yeah. And just go to town, you know? Exactly. Yeah, that's I kind of that's the, the way that, that I've done as well with the shelving yeah. system. Like, at the bottom, I can just have all of my backlog and, and spare spruce and whatever in there. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, under the cabinet that I've made for the printer, I can have all my resin bottles, uh, and then have the cabinet with the resin printer, and then to the side the cleaning station and just like the backlog of resin printed models that I'll have there. So yeah, yeah. It, it yeah. You know what's? Oh sorry. Uh, you know what's funny? This whole time, like for probably the last six years, I've had a mannequin in my house, right? <laughs> that we named Manny. <laughs> And I've always just dressed him up weird at different seasons of the year, and I move him around the house. <laughs> so guests to the house, they know, like, a few weeks ago he was in the lounge room, and now it's like he's in the kitchen, <laughs> wearing a robe with blood on him and stuff like that. Like, I fuck with people. <laughs> he's going to come in real handy soon, I was thinking. Oh, yeah. He can hold your right? eyes. Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> and even just for, like, understanding the way things need to fit, like an arm and stuff like that, like... I can just detach the motherfucker's arm. Yeah. And, like, you know, see how it works. So, that's cool. Yeah. Thanks, Manny. <laughs> <laughs> Manny. What a guy. At one point, I had a deer skull with antlers on it. And um, I actually used to just leave him with the deer skull attached to where his head is in it. <laughs> so, he was like this... The mannequin's, like, close to six foot tall, and then this deer skull made him, like, you know, close to seven. <laughs> so, like... Just this imposing figure of the black robe with a deer skull head. Terrifying. <laughs> Perfect. I'm a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. So. But yeah, so that's what I've been doing, man. I think I'm gonna get together a bunch of sanding supplies and things like that as well and just have them in a convenient spot in the garage where it's not an issue. Yeah. Just so they're ready. Like, neatly there, tied up, sandpaper ready to go. So it's like, okay, I want to work. Grab my shit, go outside, plug it in, and go. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah. So, I think that's... It's organization. I'm a, not a very organized person, but I'm taking a leaf out of your book. Yeah, I think this, especially with, like, at least the way resin printing is, uh, I think having good routines on how to handle things is very good. Uh, and very good steps to do. Just to ensure to honest, your own man. safety. Uh, yeah. To be honest, I'm a very haphazard person. Like, I just sort of run at things. So that's why I'm going to the PLA printer first to see, like, if I do okay with it. Like, if I do well with it, I'll probably get a smaller... I think it was an Anycubic Photon 4 I was looking at. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, you know, it's nothing crazy, but just for doing more detailed parts mm. of kits and stuff like that, I might get one of those down the track, but that's, like, down the track, and that's an entry-level resin one. Yeah, So. Yeah. But I just want to see if I excel. Like, if I excel with the PLA printer, I wrap my head around slicing programs, and maybe I even learn how to do 3D rendering, because I'm the drawing guy, remember? Yeah, yeah. 
Um, if I do that, then yeah, sure. If not, then well, fuck it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> fuck it. I don't really think... Uh, yeah, the only other thing that I've actually started looking into now the last two days is uh, just 3D programs, like uh, slicing programs and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, actually, my friend matters. He pretty prints. I was asking him about it. You continue talking, but I'm gonna try and figure out what program it was. Yeah, uh, I got recommended Lychee, uh, but I started with uh, Shitu Box first. But I got recommended Lychee okay. for me, uh, so I've been slowly dabbling into that because I had a couple of SDLs from like a year ago already that I. That I bought yeah. on an impulse because I thought the models looked so freaking cool and I wanted them. Uh, yeah, I saw them. They were pretty cool. Yeah, so I'm really excited for for doing that. Um, so I've just been learning to deal with the programs and stuff, like making sure that all the files yeah. that I have are good files to print off straight away. Uh, using, of course, YouTube to guide me along those steps to make sure that of course, you know. Of course. The the, the it's models funny, are because I haven't even played with the program yet. Yeah, I'm just waiting to be overwhelmed. You know. <laughs> yeah. I think it, it's it's a good step to take. Like I'm I'm waiting for any for it anyway to arrive now. So I might as well just yeah, use these yeah. two weeks to like in my downtime just research things a little bit here and there and look up things how yeah, to do it and. Yeah. Because there's, there's yeah, so my, a lot of things that can go wrong. So. Yeah, for sure. My friend Matters, he did recommend me Lychee Slicer as well. Yeah. Uh, or Lychee Slicer, yeah. And then he said, you know, Slicer is a bit harder, um, but he uses it to cut prints into smaller bits if he needs to. Yeah. But I hopefully won't need to cut too many prints. Hopefully, yeah. Uh, hopefully. I'll need to do chess pieces still. Like, I'll need to cut them. Yeah. But only in half or maybe quarters you know mm, yeah exactly that and for resin printing most of the miniatures come if you're buying smaller models or bigger models they usually come in smaller packages to, to make sure that they fit uh -huh. at least the build the smallest build plates possible so you right. so you sort of print them and then assemble them is that correct a little bit like warhammer, like warhammer yeah, yeah exactly so I think because I've also bought a medium-sized uh, printer, I can actually fit a lot more stuff on the build plate as usual than normal. I think 100%. For, 100%. I think a resin plate usually starts at like 6-7 inches. So going up like to 10 inches, that's that's a huge jump, you know, in size. And it's one of those things too, like even when I, if I do buy a resin printer... If I need something big and detailed printed out, mm. I'm just texting you. Yeah. I'm sending you the files. Like, yeah. I'm just doing that. I'll send you the money for the resin. I don't even give a fuck. Like, whatever. Yeah. But, like, I'm not buying another printer for that print size with resin. Exactly. You know? like, it's just not happening. No. But having that at our disposal mm. as a podcast is very helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Because. Very helpful. I think. What, what kind of our goals with it, both, both of us, is, is you know do stuff for ourselves but also be able to print out stuff for other people uh 100%, 100%. for example like especially our like our listeners if they need something like not everybody has a resin printer or a, or a 3d printer 
So having somebody that has the access to one and you're like just splurging like, oh, I found this really cool model, but I know nobody who can write it out. Like fucking hit us up, man. Yeah. We can, we can probably exactly. help you along the way. And, and like, and it's one of those things like we're not saying we're going to just like give shit to you, but like if you're willing to pay your way, like, you know, you say if you need something printed by Obi and you're willing to chip in for the resin. Yeah. Sure. He's happy to do that for you. Yeah, you know, for like real. whatever, man. You know, it'll still be cheaper than paying them to print it or getting some random to do it. Exactly. You know? And not knowing what you'll be getting. Like, that's kind of the thing. Like, if you're buying models from somebody else, uh, printed from somebody else, there's always with, like, expectations of, like, you know, a perfect model. But, you know, those guys usually will do the, like, the cutting corners just to save money and time. Yeah. The quickest build time possible. Exactly. The least resin. Yeah. yeah. Um, fuck all supports exactly so what what i kind of want to achieve is like basically have a zero layer line model like you you can't see oh. that it's printed so that's that's kind of my goals with this with with having this printer i don't care how long the prints take because i can just pop it in in the evening and let it go overnight and and get to it when i get back from work so yeah for me, time is there not an go. issue, so it's more of a, I want the I want the quality of it, so then it can take exactly. more time for me. Exactly, and then that's the thing, man. Uh, with hobbies, any hobby, the more patience you have with it, and the more you trust the process and don't mm. try and rush it, the better it turns out inevitably. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. Exactly. Really cool. So what uh, so, what are kind of the projects that you kind of want to do with it? You with sort of hinting at it, armor pieces. I have decided I've lived my life long enough as a normal human, and <laughs> it's time for me and my girlfriend to become Mandalorians. <laughs> this is the way. <laughs> this is the way. Now, nah, seriously, um, mostly I want to do props and stuff like that, but. For me personally, I really want to do a full suit, like an evolving suit that I work on over time. Yeah. Full painted, weathered cosplay of my own Mandalorian cosplay. Mm. Like, you know, I've never even done cosplay for the record. Never done it before. But I really just want to have the helmet and the armor and all that and just like go to town with the color schemes. Mm. And the cool thing is when you do your undersuit, you attach the armor plates with Velcro generally. Yeah. So is once I get the undersuit sorted, I can actually change color schemes just by changing armor pieces. Yeah. So say yeah, if yeah. I have one that's purple and gold, good color combo, <laughs> uh, guys. But I could also do like an orange and black one. Yeah. You know, that's my stealth suit, and it's a different style helmet, it's a different style chest, different style mm-hmm. shoulders, different thing entirely, different character even. You can do that. Yeah. Um. Tara has some really fucking wild ideas on what she wants to do. Mm. You know her crazy paint pouring she does? Yeah. She wants to try and do that on Mandalorian armor. Oh. Oh, that would be interesting. In galaxy colors. So, like, reds, purples, blacks, and whites. And, like, sort of do that whole paint pour thing, Mm. let it dry, Mm. and we'll probably do use, like, Vallejo, uh... Do like a silver base coat with like Vallejo uh, masking silicon. Yeah. And then when it's done, peel that back so there's weather in there and then we can sort of do a wash or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, mm-hmm. she wants to do that. Not because it's going to, we know it's going to work, but because like, she just wants to do that. Yeah. 
you know, and she wants to have like an armorer esque character yeah. with like the leather, the leather apron skirt thing mm-hmm. and fur, but then like her own helmet, her own armor pieces. Yeah. yeah so yeah. that's what we really want to do. But I also want to print, you know, the Phantom Menace Clone War style droids, Raja Raja, <laughs> the B one battle droids. <laughs> they do life-size <laughs> STLs for them. And I'll be damned if I'm not printing out a life-size <laughs> B1 battle down around my house. And even just shit like, you know, a lot of it is Star Wars driven, I'll admit, but like, I want to print out like a, a BD-1 from mm-hmm. uh, Fallen Order. Yeah. You know, so I got someone to send me stims and he can go on the top of my bookshelf, you know, that's not an issue. Yeah, exactly. Um, And just shit like that because like, the, re- the way I arrived at wanting to do this is because it started with the lightsabers, right? I love mm-hmm. lightsabers. Cool. I'm not going to be able to make them. They need a lathe and stuff like that for the metal. Yeah. Whatever. Mm. I could 3D print them, but it's not the same. That metal feels good. But then I got on to like, oh, I want helmets. I want the Black Series helmets. $270 for most <laughs> of those per helmet. Yeah. And a lot of them I was looking at, not all, some of them are very nice, but a lot of them I was looking at, I thought, man, if I got that, I would end up weathering that more. Mm. Like the Stormtrooper helmet. I would weather that. Yeah. You know? Uh, even Bo-Katans, like those sorts of ones. I would weather that more. Mm. Mm. And then I'm like, well, hold on. If I'm paying $270 and I'm doing painting, two helmets, mm. and I've got the price of a 3D printer, which I can then produce them for $30 a helmet. Yeah. And some elbow grease, which I was going to be putting in anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what led me down that logical road. Uh, the other day we were at the toy store. I'm just going to call it the toy store. It's a pop culture store. And they had Boba Fett's helmet for 140 mm. And I was ready. I was ready. I had it on click and collect. And I was like, no, this is money that I could spend on a 3D printer. Mm. And I just didn't buy it. I didn't buy it. Yeah. I bought Tara a Winnie the Pooh handbag and we left. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's... Uh, but um, that's, that's good. the other thing is too, man, I, I want to be able to do cool shit. Like, uh, I want to be able to print an Astartes helmet. Mm, or yes. two. Yeah. yeah. Just like print it out, have it there. Light up eyes, mm. things like that. Fuck I yeah. It. I want to be able to... You know, just things like that. I want to be able to do. I want to be able to print replica weapons. Like, uh... Uh, you know, the Lancer from Gears of War, the mm. Assault Rifle from Halo, the Magnum from Halo, mm. Blasters from Star Wars, fucking, just things like that. Yeah. I want to be able to do cool shit like that. T-Rex skulls as pot plants, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, exactly. that's the shit I want to do. Yeah. So, that's, that's why I'm going to PLA. Mm. Because as much as I'd like a resin one, it's just going to lead to me having more Warhammer backlog. Exactly. Like, the the things that you want to do with the printer makes it a logical choice to go with a PLA printer because it will be things that will be worn. You're probably going to take a hit on it, maybe. It's more yeah, sturdy exactly. than, than resin models that well, are just going to stand on the shelf. So, As you know, like, because you do it too, me and my brother and my cousin, like, we get the full contact lightsaber battles. Yeah. Like, we smack each other. So if I can wear, like, 3D printed armor mm. and do that shit, that's way cooler. Exactly. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah, that's so. that's not the kind of things that you can do with a resin print. I mean, you can, I, but it's gonna take a I, lot more effort into getting exactly. Those and on the other side of it too, you know, like you and I have spoken about this at length. I want to do well. I thought about doing an Etsy store where I sell printed, like probably just raw or potentially painted, depending on the price. Or maybe I'll do commissions. Yeah. On the armor pieces, because I have to check out the licensing on the sculpts and stuff. Yeah. But a lot of guys go, hey, if you want to use the sculpts, just subscribe to the Patreon or whatever. Yeah. Fine, I'll do that. Because if I can sell for three grand a suit of armor, which is what they go for, fully painted. Sweet, cool oh, yeah. beans. And once again, that's more money and time towards the podcast. Let's go. Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, even shit like thermal detonators you and I were looking at. Yeah. Like me printing them, painting them, and then sending them to you to do electronics and things like that. Like, you know, just for fun. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. There's, I think yeah. it, it, the logical choice is definitely uh, PLA for, for your, your yeah. needs. Yeah. And what what about you, man? What are you looking forward to with yours? Honestly, just crisp, clean details. I went with a eight K resin printer. Ooh, is that why it's spency? Eight K. Yeah, it's it's medium sized and it's eight K. So in in it should technically do like the layer free printing that I want. Yeah, right. So you know what we need to find? We need to find some dragon themed capes and things like that for my guys and some uh some reptile themed space marine helmets yeah and i'll uh just like hey man hook us up yeah 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 but that way i have them for my space marines exactly that's that's kind of the things that i want to do like be able to print like shoulders with chapters on chapter symbols on it and chapter specific helmets or chests even but i'm not going to be printing out whole models not at all the time. Not Warhammer related, at least. Uh, but, like, with how samey Warhammer's been lately, mm. like, oh, look, another Space Marine Lieutenant. Okay, let's actually just take a Lieutenant and actually make him look dope as fuck mm. instead of issuing the same model. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I see the the value in that inherently. I think that's cool as fuck. Mm. Here's one you might not have thought of. How many Gundams do you have to do? I still have like five left to do. Six, maybe. Have you seen some of the bonkers resin upgrades they do for those things? I have not. Fucking insane. People sell like STLs for like, you know, this model's extra sword kits and clip-on parts and like all sorts of crazy custom shit Mm. for Gundams. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And... You've been talking about doing a large-scale diorama of Gundams for forever. Mm. All the details. You've now got a way to print the tanks. You've now got a way to print all the wreckage on the ground and the buildings and whatever you want to do broken and in there without having to sculpt it all by hand. Exactly. Yeah, and with the amount of files there is available online, like, fucking just figure find the files and print it out it's it's gonna save so many so much time instead of kit bashing it all together yeah exactly and it's like you still want to kit bash stuff sometimes but like yeah. when that's your only option mm. it's like oh come on man yeah you know yeah so that's that's kind of uh, things uh, and like like i mentioned earlier i bought a godzilla sdl like ages ago 
that I've been dying to print out because I fucking love Godzilla and same. I, same. I'm I'm looking forward to having that miniature. I'm gonna put it inside the house. This one is not going in the room. I want to look at that one inside <laughs> the house. I don't care that it's, that it's Just super huge. Just put it huge. right next to one of your girlfriend's pot plants. Be like nature. <laughs> With the king of nature. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So. But that's actually something I want to do is um they have free STLs for Star Wars pots, mm. like plant pots mm. that you print with the PLA. So I want to get those made up and send them over for your girlfriend to yeah. have plants in. Yeah, that'll be perfect. Because I think I should that. like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, she's like all 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 riled up about it too. Like, oh, you're going to be able to print this out for me and this and this. It's like, oh, well... Buy me a pot of resin and find the files and I'll do it. So. Well, you know what's funny, actually, is Tara is really keen, too. Like, we've been talking about Mandalorian outfits for the last, like, four days. Like, oh, I could do this, could do that. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing. Um. So, but things have come full circle. Mm. Do you remember what I bought Tara for Christmas? No. I, I bought her a vinyl-cutting cricket machine. Oh, right. So, if I'm doing a Bo-Katan helmet, all I need to do is find her night owl symbols and that on mm, the helmet. Mm. Get Bowen to, or te- get Bowen to teach me how to transform them into the program, mm. like the format that cricket machines use. Print them out on vinyl, and I have stencils that are made laser perfect for helmets and things like that. Mm. Just like boop, airbrush, mint. Yeah, done. Yeah, that's good. And I didn't even know you could use them for that when I bought it for it, but the universe provides. <laughs> and it comes back to sort of full circle, like you say. It does. <laughs> you be good to people, you get good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's you good. know, and like, I swear that wasn't a loaded present, by the way. I bought it for her because she really wanted it. Yeah. Not because I thought I could use it, but it's just so it happens. <laughs> it's really fucking useful. Yeah. It's all it does. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Now, I think the other thing is, man, do you see this benefiting listeners? I know we sort of already touched on it a little, but yeah. Yeah, I think especially because, like, we could do, like, like giveaways with things that we've made ourselves, for example. like And painted. And painted. Like, we could do miniatures for other people as well in, in like do yeah. commissions for other people there's I, I'd happily print out a Mandalorian bucket like helmet yeah and paint her and do be like here's a giveaway yeah that's an expensive thing you know or just like you know those wax seals that they have on purity seals oh yeah just one yeah. of those and just to tie like a piece of cloth on it you know and mm. but instead use your old socks as the cloth people would go crazy for that <laughs> No, I don't want to spread my DNA around too much. Oh, we we know <laughs> how strong the Obli fans are in this community, bro. Yeah, yeah. I think I think for Weird our fans. listeners, it's definitely very positive as well. Like, just dude, ask. are you wearing a fucking Lorna Shaw shirt? Yeah, I am. <laughs> Badass. I only just noticed. I was like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like the logo is really dark on it, but it's there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not picking up a cam. Anyway, yeah, cool. Uh, so the reason I'm asking if this is going to benefit listeners, me and Obi have been doing this podcast a year, and thus far we have not taken a dollar yeah. from it. 
we've paid all of our podcast expenses. We decided that we are actually going to use Patreon money for our 3D printers. Mm. That was what we decided to do with it. You know, and like, the way we see it, it's putting back in content and it's putting back in, you know, for contests and back to you guys as well. Yeah. You know, could we have gone and blown on a new television? Probably. But that doesn't help the podcast. It doesn't help you guys. No. And, you know... Yeah, like, our decisions were... It's motivated both of us... Exactly. ...to get back in and podcast more and stuff like that. Like, we're like, oh, dude, let's go, because we feel invigorated again for the hobby. Yeah. So, you know, and, like, we didn't have to tell you guys that, but that's just us being transparent. That's how we are. Yeah. You know, um, obviously we're putting money of our own in towards it as well, Mm -hmm. but... You know, that was what we did. And, like, we've paid all of our bills to keep the lights on for the podcast. We've paid all of our subscriptions and all that shit we need. Mm. And, yeah. So, but it is going to benefit people, man. Because, like, straight up, like, if I'm making Mando armor, especially if you live in Brisbane or something, you're like, dude, I want to do something like that. Or I need help with this. Happy to fucking help, man. You know? Happy to help on our line. Exactly. Whatever it is. Not just that. I'm going to be printing terrain with it because the PLA printer is awesome for making like big citadels and shit like that. Yeah. Imagine having 30 centimeter tall citadels on your game board. <laughs> Perfect. Like that's cool as shit. Yeah. And you know, I got people around here to play and stuff like that. So, you know. Yeah. That's definitely it's going to be cool. Yeah. And, and it's always going to give us content to talk about. Exactly. Like that's kind of the, the big thing that kind of sparked this in like, because we were in between the decision of spending the money on cameras to, to do on YouTube. But in the end, that won't give us more content to talk about. So we thought with this, it would actually be another hobby for us to invest in. And and, and not just that. The thing about that is like, yeah, okay, we can get cameras. But that's just more effort on the podcast. Mm. And if we're both feeling a bit uninspired in our hobbies, the podcast suffers from that. Yeah. You know, we've both had a hard time mentally over the last few months, both been very stressed, whatever. This is what we needed mm. as well yeah. as the podcast. So I feel it's the right move. You might disagree with this, but as usual, if you disagree with me, that's your fucking problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think this this is like, honestly, it's been a kick in my ass to get back into it. Uh, get back into painting getting invigorated yeah. like i've cl- cleaned out my room and I'm, I'm like painting again like and i haven't felt this eager to do stuff in the hobby warhammer related at least warhammer hobby in at least three four months now so finally getting the feeling yeah for finally getting the feeling yeah. back to paint this is well that's what i needed so it's been a good motivator in many ways. Like, as you know, I've been trying to lose weight and stuff like that as well mm. for the last few months, which I'm making good progress on. But this is even more encouragement because I'm like, you know, if I can get down to a size that I'm happy with, that's going to make everything better for fit, fitment and things like that for like wearing these armors. Mm. And it's going to continue to hold me accountable too because it's like, fuck, I don't want to put on weight and not be able to wear that thing I put 300 hours into making. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> Back on the treadmill, motherfucker. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, that's cool, too, like, on a personal level. And just creatively. You know, 
I don't know about you, but when you, when I'm working a bunch, I get in this mindset of like I have nothing to look forward to. Mm. Like oh, I got nothing coming up, whatever. It's just whatever. Mm. But like just knowing I'm getting a three D printer and mm. all these projects, <laughs> like I'm keen to just sit here, talk to people in the Discord, and sand my Mando helmet. Yeah. Like g'day guys, you know, yeah. or like watching wrestling and sanding my helmet. Like, g'day, you know, yeah. whatever. It's just invigorating, and I love it. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'm usually the kind of guy that, like, has to get a new kind of interest just to be able to learn something new again. And that kind of invigorates me to do my previous stuff as well. So it's it's kind of a do something new to spark interest in the old thing again. So, uh, and especially if I, if I can print stuff for Warhammer. So... It's uh... I just figured something out. Remember our episode we did last time where we didn't do any planning like this one? Yeah. The episode about model cars? We can print body kits. Yes. For the cars. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's. Thick boys! Or whims. It's gonna be cool as fuck. Yeah. There's a lot. Of, so many things that we can do with these these machines, and I'm. Um, I'm really looking forward to digging into it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that shit, man. Mm. Absolutely. Cool. We have yeah. anything else that we want to say about 3D printers before we move Whoa. on? We still got one here. One thing that I want to say, like, you and I have both been in the hobby for a while now mm. and adjacent to it, but neither of us have bought 3D printers up until now. Mm. What were your reservations before buying one? Like, what always talked you out of it? I think for me, it was mostly the money at the at the time. So, uh, like, if I was going to buy one, I would buy one that's an entry-level one, and I wouldn't be able to do the things that I would, be, would want to do with it, like painting it, like making a Titan or that Godzilla model, for example. Like, yeah. uh, I kind of wanted a machine that, that at least does the things that I require from it. And and on top of it being a resin model, you need a wash and cure station. So you'll need to spend even more money. So it, it was always like this kind of thing, like, all right, but if I want to get into this, it's at least 500, 600 bucks, you know, euros or yeah. pounds, whatever you want to call it. So it, for me, it was more money that was the issue. Like I've I've looked into printing for l- at least a year and a half now, but I never got into it because I've always had issues with money money along the way. So you're justifying the money, not having the money, justifying. It. Yeah, like I had bills to pay. You know, I have a house and family to feed. So buying a, yeah, sure. a, a six hundred bucks printer just for my hobby wasn't something that I could splurge just just not a, not this time so I get it I mean it's a similar thing for me but for me it's more so like it felt very overwhelming mm. the idea of getting initially when I was looking at a resin printer because mm. my logic was I was like okay I can buy a resin printer mm. and I can print stuff for Warhammer but I already have Warhammer I can print miniatures, but I already have miniatures. And if I buy this thing, I have to learn how to use software that I have no experience with, 
Which can be done, but, you know, sometimes you just fucking got two left feet with things. You don't know mm. if you're going to fail. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I was like, well, there's that reservation. And it's also like, okay, if I buy a resin printer, not only do I have to learn software, I have to learn how to make sure it prints, I have to learn how to make sure it's washed, it's got the toxic factor. Mm. And ultimately, I'm just getting more of what I have in a cabinet. More miniatures. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's cool. Well, I'm not saying it's not cool, but like, as you said, ju- justifying the money to do that, mm. you know, spending 600 bucks on a printer and a wash station that, when I could just spend 200 and have all the models I need for another six months, you know? Yeah. It's like, well, I don't know where that falls for me. Mm. But, I do have friends that are into it a little, so if I get really stuck, I know they can help me a bit. Mm. And this whole different direction of it being an entirely new hobby with prop building and stuff like that is what stuff I've wanted to do for a long time. You know, even with my weathering of my lightsabers, yeah, that yeah. was sort of a trial run to get into that. And yeah. you saw those. Those yeah. were film quality. Yeah, exactly. If I can do that with Mandalorian armor, I'm fucking on to something. Mm. Any armor, I'm on to something. And that was where my reservations started to go, okay, if I can get a printer that's simpler to use and not as expensive because the printer I'm getting is only $500. I don't need a curing station. I don't need anything like that. Mm. Printer, filament, go. That's it. Yeah. You know? And so I'm like, well, it's not as expensive. It can do different shit that I don't already have. Mm. So I was like, okay, now I'm starting to see the logic in that. Mm. And that was sort of where the reservation started to drop away. Yeah. You know? And then when you said, you're like, oh, I'd love a resin one, and we sort of got to the conclusion of like, well, if I get one, you get the other, we can look out for each other. Mm. That was perfect, you know? Yeah, exactly. And and it's not just Warhammer miniatures I want to do. Like, there's a lot of, like, really cool busts that I've been wanting to try. Like, there's, there's the ones for the Primarchs, for example, or just any kind of bust like a, a bigger scale miniature is something that i've been wanting to paint for at least a year just to be able to improve on certain skill sets like blending uh doing yeah. like uh, specific highlights and doing it by brush not with an airbrush because i've been doing that with an airbrush lately and it feels like cheating 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 it, cheating. it feels like cheating it's not really cheating it's it's using my hobby time good but I want to do it, it, it with is, a brush. But you're not, Im- you're not improving your brush game. Then. Exactly. And the thing is, you're not going to improve your brush game much painting a hundred blood angels. Exactly. You're going to get a bit better, mm. but you're not going to get so much better. Yeah. Whereas like, if you're doing, oh, an orc one day mm. and a fucking necromancer the next day, whatever, you're going to grow in different ways. Exactly. There's new challenges. Yeah. I think that's really positive for you. Yeah, and it, it's like it's a, like a big bust, like with a lot of skin or, or hair and stuff like that. It will give me the opportunity to, to mess with textures at a different scale, and it will help me to scale down that those skills to a miniature and perhaps even someday get to a Golden Demon level standard, you know? Just to be able Bro, to do it on the you've gotten halfway there in a year or two. <laughs> give, it, give it five years and you'll be slapping cheeks. Yeah. I mean, but it's a step that I need to take on the way there. So I For feel sure. I For feel sure. like I need to take that step. So. And just creatively too, though. You know, it's one of those things. Like, yeah. you can print shit for your bases. You, know, you can print a tombstone or a crystal or whatever you want. Exactly. Yeah. I, yeah. I think 
the the possibilities i've always seen the possibilities for it it's just you know that big block of money that's in the way yeah to justify a, sure. a purchase like that so oh the other thing that i'm totally doing pla printers are very good for printing storage solutions for retro games oh yeah yeah so like you can print out a little rack that holds onto your nintendo 64 and the controller and angles it mm. and you sort of just like have that there and then you put the controller on top and it looks awesome mm. you can print those you can print cartridge holders for your super nintendo mm. where they're like stairs so all my ones behind me see how they're just like like that like spine in yeah they'll be able to sit out on a display like boom 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 like that and it's gonna look fucking awesome so all that beautiful artwork on the labels isn't gonna go to waste anymore you're gonna get to see it yeah exactly it's cool as hell yeah like i think the decision just to be able to do things that are not warhammer related is just so much more invigorating because it's you know it's not another piece of warhammer that i have to paint because i bought it for way too long ago <laughs> so yeah exactly it's, it's more exactly. of a oh i feel like i want to do this i don't have to go out and buy the model or wait for the model i can just make the model straight away clean it off the next day harden it and airbrush and like have the model from idea ready in my hand within the day and that's that's just, just huge for me the sick thing is too, like I can send you raw PLA prints if you want to do up your own cool cosplay. Yeah, like if you wanted to do like Sith armor and shit like that, like I can print those pieces mm. and send them to you, and you can sand them and prep them and whatever, and do your own thing painting them. Yeah, so you get to dip your toe in that world without having to go full in. Exactly, which is cool as fuck. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think. So yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm really excited for it. So. Uh... You know you can also print anime figures? Like on Etsy, they have a shitload of anime figure mm-hmm. STLs. Yeah. Like Naruto and all sorts of shit. Some of them not very appropriate, but, uh, you know. Oh, lewd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> lewd. <laughs> Fuck, we're going to watch out the weebs are going to come out of the Discord. <laughs> yeah. Cool. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool, 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 cool. I think that's it. I think we've waffled on for long enough. Yeah. About three things. Yeah. Even though we're excited. Exactly. It won't be the last time you'll hear us talk about it, so. (laughs) It will not be the last. We have some questions for the podcast. Well, a question. Mm -hmm. Shall I ask you what the question is? Yes. Shall I do it? You can. Okay, so Nuked555, shout out to Nuked, always on the Discord. He said... Y'all should do an episode on terrain building. Yeah, well... And I I basically responded that we will at some point. Mm. Um, yeah, and like you said, I, today's episode's probably going to help us along with some ideas for that. Exactly. Yeah? It's, it's, kind of a, it's kind of the thing that I want to do, but I don't have enough experience with it. But with these printers, we'll be able to print out smaller details for like making a little bit of piece yeah. of terrain. Yeah, you know... Yeah. And the cool thing is, I have a heap of terrain to actually build and paint mm. already on all those sprues, so like, I could be working on that over the next couple of weeks, even if I don't get to 3D printing it, I'm ready to roll with it, so yeah. it's like, we're soon, coming soon. Yeah, it's all it's right? it's coming, definitely coming, because it's, uh, 
but we we need a little bit more different ways to approach it i think before we can make a, yeah. a full episode on it. it i think at the moment if we were to do it today like we had an issue plan i think it would be quite a stale episode mm. and uh you know we're like bread we're full of wheat and don't want to be stale you know <laughs> so or soggy soggy <laughs> or moldy hey Obi, you know um, how you feel about moldy food no i'm not an orc <laughs> he is an orc don't trust him <laughs> sweet but yeah thanks for your question newt as usual guys if you have questions you want us to answer especially i wish we got more hobby related episode uh questions you know like how do you do good edge highlights how do you dry brush like, ask us yeah definitely. do it you know don't be a soft cunt <laughs> I, I decided we don't have the word cunt in this podcast enough lately so I've been up on it <laughs> we needed it we lost our way when Bowen left we lost it <laughs> there's a lot of swearing he was our cunt now. and now we're cuntless <laughs> <laughs> okay <sighs> perfect oh fuck cool awesome alright our next little section is the roasts for the podcast section. So you uh, right. you send in your models and we'll fucking roast it. Spit, yeah, spit we'll, roast. Not Obi because he's too nice, but <laughs> we'll try. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So our first little uh, little friend, Norkri, Polish friend, he sent in some Kriegsmen. Very inappropriate for a Polish guy, but. Uh, We'll uh, <laughs> we'll uh, take a look at these models and uh, tell you what we think. So he sent us a series of pictures this time, uh, instead of just a big glaring picture, which only we didn't could could see any details on. It. One good model, <laughs> which wasn't his. <laughs> yeah. So this is yeah, already an approved guys. So. <laughs> T- turns out the towel model was his friend. And I'm like, well, now I'm just disappointed in you, Norcree. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. Well, what are your conclusions on his models? Anything that pops look, out at first? I, th- I, just, I don't know about you, but these look sandy. Like they have a graininess to them. They're not smooth. I don't know if he's like primed them when it was too humid or moist outside and then bubbled slightly do you see that a little bit they all look they all look real sandy um don't get me wrong mockery you've done good i like i'm actually gonna give credit where credit's due drill your fucking barrels (laughs) if you spend as much time drilling your barrels and getting rid of your mold lines as you did being a fucking smart ass would be a lot further along (laughs) credit where credit's due though that commander looks fucking awesome his plasma gun looks awesome and it looks like you've even attempted osl on his helmet so good work bro. yeah yeah that's well fucking done for pushing yourself yeah one thing i will say if you want to make your models pop a bit more if you've got a very drab um like base color like those guys are very much they look like they're in the trenches and shit Mm. Do something a bit more exciting with the base. So these bases are just sand. It looks like they're hanging out at the children's playground. You know what I mean? And like, that's fine if you got a lot going on in the model, but like, they're drab, and then the sand is drab as well, and it just, it doesn't give enough contrast. If I was to do something as drab as that, I would do 
a very a color with a, like a base with a lot of colors to it mm. to offset. Now maybe that's just me, but to my eyes that makes sense. You know, like um, you could have done lava bases. You could have done you know even just like some bits of wreckage to give it a bit of verticality and stuff like that. Just make it a bit more exciting. Um, yeah. Mm. But that's just my opinion. Like, if you've ever looked at a war zone before, it ain't. They're pretty. not just sand. Yeah, it's not just sand though. There's rebar. There's concrete. There's you know, all that shit. Explosion shells. Uh, yeah. Craters. And I, I think the other thing is too, Norks, you could really do from, um, you're getting very good at doing your base coats and like your details, your metals and stuff like that. Mm. But I think you gotta start focusing on starting at a darker paint and building your highlights. Yeah. Either to that, like, or I would say using a recess wash. Not an all over wash, a recess a wash. Yeah, because that will that will bring out the sh- make the shadows more darker, and since you're doing highlights on most of the models, which is really good steps all over the place, uh, I think adding a little bit more shadows will punch the highlights even more. So yeah, for sure, and like just like the stock of your gun, it looks like that's just skag brown straight out of the pot. If you yeah. had have painted that stock Rhinox High Brown first, and then did the raised edges of it in Skag Brown, and did like some small scratches in Skag Brown, mm. it would look like it's actually wood grown, and then it'd be like way better. It's good, mm. but it could be great. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I have. I but also all in all, this... big improvement. Yeah, exactly, big improvements. Like uh, especially if. I don't know if you've seen his medic, the guy that's kneeling next to a bag. Same thing there, like... Oh, is that what that is? Uh, yeah, he's a medic. He's got, like, a headache symbol. I thought he was, I thought he was on lunch break. <laughs> that he was getting out his sandwiches for his creek break. But you see you see that he added OSL to the to the helmet there as well. And a light... Uh, like oh, a light eyes? Source. What's that mean? Well, if you look at the medic ball, you'll see that it is a light, oh, light yeah, ball. Oh, yeah, Okay. I think I am. Oh, no, maybe that's a plunger. Oh, oh right. No, I was looking at the wrong one. Yeah. And yeah, right. No, see, that's awesome, bro. Yeah. But if you look at the little bag next to it, that could use a little bit more shadows in in the bag. It's flat as fuck. Yeah. So, like, it's, your fundamentals are improving so well, Norky, but it's your... I feel like you're in a rush sometimes to do these models. Mm. You know? And, like... Seriously, if you just done that bag two tenths darker and then highlighted all those high points and then Nailed it. you know, gave it a wash to blend it all together, it would have been brilliant. But overall, good work. You're still a smart ass. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely good work Not on bad. picking out the details. You tried some transfers there. Just yeah. keep working Not on the Not bad for sh- a shit cunt. Exactly. Like keep working on the shadows a little <laughs> bit and we're golden, dude. I can see you improving, yeah, and it's, it's nice to see. And seriously, I don't know what the fuck is up with that grittiness, but sort that shit out. Please don't undercoat when the days are not ready for it. Or when your pubes are on the model. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Hell yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, next one. Uh, yeah, we gave Sam a bit of shit, Mr. Ersatz. And he came back. 
full dick swinging man. Mm-hmm. And he's actually pretty much completed that B model. Yeah. Um, We're almost seeing And now I get it. Yeah. Now I get it, though. Um, I think it was cool. Yeah. I think what we're going to do is, though, wait until you finish the base as well. So we can give the whole model our super roast. A super roast. Or, is that... or a spit roast. I like... I like roast. <laughs> cool. Tasty. Tasty. So, but it's looking good, Sam. Keep it up. Um, looking forward to the finish. Can't really roast you. I feel, I feel bad. I like it. That's that thing like roasting. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Good chap. Now, Bixer has asked us to roast this one. Mm. Two. Mr. Bellacore. Oh, my. I have some things to say. Do you want to shoot your shit first, or shall I? <laughs> I'll let you go first. All right. I'll let you go first. All right. Uh, l- let's give this the compliment sandwich. Um, <laughs> I B- Bixer works in corporate. He understands exactly. Like, I fucking love what you did with the sword. That sword is amazing, and um, I'm pretty sure it's easy techniques. But the execution of it is well done. I love that. It's it's probably just dry brushed highlights over a black base and then just using contrast paints to blend it together. But I love the executions. Really well done. Um, so then we go to a shit compliment. It looks like your little Kriegsman had an accident with his little beating stick. It's like crooked or something. I don't know. Might be a perspective thing. Oh, it does too! <laughs> uh, I'm not sure what's going plot on, twi- but maybe he needs a little bit of Viagra on his stick, so... <laughs> plot, plot twist. That's actually not a beating stick. It's a vibrator. He's <laughs> bent it. He's bent it, pleasuring Bellacor in the depths of Slitty Shell. <laughs> Alright, and bringing it back to a good compliment. The wings are well done. I love that. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's also draws dry brushing, but it's done well. You haven't over dry brushed, which is usually the case when when people do dry brushing for fast painting techniques. You did it the right way. Yeah. It, it catch the highlights and not the low parts. So well done on that. Real good. Cool. You got something? Uh, I do, man. Look. If you spent Bixer as much time thinking about colour decisions as you do being smartass and drinking gin, this motherfucker wouldn't look like he had mustard smeared on his chest. <laughs> I, I get what you're going for. You're going for like a fiery symbol. But I just don't think you nailed it there, brother. What you should have done, or what I would have done had I been you... When I made the decision to make my sword blue fire, I would have mashed his chest with that. Mm, yeah. That's what I would have done. Or, alternatively, just make it look like that's been cut into him instead of fire trying to come out of it. Like, I'll give you A for effort for trying, but, like, it just looks like mustard, man. And I was hoping you'd send us more pictures before we roasted you um, to sort of clarify and, like, just see if I'm looking at it wrong. Mm. But you didn't. And that's what I'm going off. It looks like he ate a hot dog wrong, and now it's on his chest. <laughs> what 
Um, what I could say to improve on that would be to take a red contrast and do that in the edges, the outside edges, and use a little yeah. lighter yellow in the deepest parts, the closest to the chest, like to the star where it meets. So then you'll get kind of an OSL effect on it, and that might sell it more. Yeah. Or, even if you put a deeper red in the chest cavities and have an orange bleed out to the yellow. Mm. You need that gradient, though, because without that, it just looks, like I said, like mustard. Mm. Another thing is, too, I do agree your wings are stunning, but there's a bit on the inner bicep part of the left wing that it doesn't look like you've touched. It looks like you've just primed it and forgotten it. Now, I understand shadowing and stuff like that, but that top muscle there should have quite a bit of definition. The same with his chest. You, it's good to go not go overboard with the dry brushing. I agree with Obi, but something like the tops of the chest and the shoulders would, in fact, have quite a bit more greater to them than say underneath on the pecs and like mm. stuff like that. So that's not a hard nitpick, but it's just like just keeping in mind, man, because that could take it definitely to the next level. Yeah. Yeah, so and I went hard on Bixer because I know he can take a good rest, and he asked for it. So you know, <laughs> love you, Bix. <laughs> no, I think this is a really cool model. And besides the yeah, crooked mace on the Kriegsman, the Kriegsman is a good addition. Uh, the base is solid. Love the painting. The blood coming down. The skulls are good. Uh, the cloth is highlighted well. I'd probably say just do a few more highlights on the upper folds. Uh, the armor is good. Nice shading on it. A little bit more work can be done in the chest area and the rest is pretty solid. I love it. I, I think to be honest, your stonework looks awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, correct. Um, you probably could have done the stones in sort of a more different tone just to make them look a little bit separated, but I still think what you got there looks good. Mm, yeah. You know? Solid effort. Real good stuff. Yeah, for sure, man. Well, well done, Bix, ultimately. And um, Bix is one that's been quite fun. Because I've seen him go from his first couple of models where he started mm. to that. And, like, big improvement, dude. So props to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we can see that the effort's been put in, so... It's... Uh, Absolutely. Good stuff. Good stuff. Alrighty. Yeah. Sweet, man. Now, dust yourself off because we got exciting news. Ooh, yeah. We have been hosting a contest, right, over the last few months or so. I don't know how long it's been. Three months? Time is a human concept anyway. It doesn't matter. Point is, we challenge everyone to do uh, Knights of the Hobby Table themed thing. Whatever you want to do. And I will say, fucking disappointed with the turnout, guys. Come on. I was hoping we were going to get some cool artists doing, like, you know, adding some shit. We just got minis. Yeah. Happy we got minis. But, like, I was hoping for something fucking cool. Mm. You know, I was hoping people were going to cut out Knights of the Hobby Table stickers from their cricket machines and fucking, like, you know, make a bonsai tree that says K-O-T-H-T. Like, I don't know, just blow it up. But apparently not. <laughs> yeah. And that's okay too. A Christmas ornament with K-O-T-H-T. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. 
Come on, guys. Well, I know Matt was working um, on something, and I've seen a preview of it, but he didn't manage to finish it, which I'm real sad for because it looked really good. Dang. Yeah. Oh, man. That sucks. Yeah. But was he close? Not really. Like, I think halfway or something. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, we gave plenty enough time. Um, but I'm sure Matt will kill it, as he always does. Exactly. So. So. We have a first, second, and third prize. Correct. Let's uh, start at the bottom and work our way yeah. up. Uh, yeah. So third prize will be Mr. Delish Fish with his Emperor's Children model. Uh, sadly he didn't paint it specifically for the contest uh, and that might have won him second prize if he would have painted it up for the contest Dude, that motherfucker has skills mm. to be honest like that might have got him first prize had it been specifically for the contest but yeah that's what he got in and it wasn't painted for the contest so rather than disqualify him giving him third yeah exactly yeah. Killer model. Killer model. Very well painted. Uh, Absolutely. Second prize. So second prize. Second prize, and definitely fucking awesome as hell, is uh, Nuke555 once again, with his fucking... I don't know what he is to me. He looks like an Urukai almost. He's just this badass motherfucker mm. with a huge sword in purple and gold. With a fucking head in his hand. And let me tell you, that embodies and that's the hobby table spirit. <laughs> like, that, that's badass, man. I don't know what's up with the mask of Zoro on him, but he is cool as fuck, dude. Yeah. You did great. Very cool. And man. I love that. I love uh, The way I see it, that's probably our rival podcasts, you know, in their hand there. Whoever <laughs> they are. Our rivals, that's you. You got decapitated by the hobby night. Pastime Paladin did a number. <laughs> um, but yeah, sick model. Thank you for entering, man. We, we appreciate it. And yeah, you'll be a uh, you'll be prize number two. Yeah. So I'll send you a message later on when I've edited it. And when well, yeah. For the record, Obi's sorting all this, so don't fucking at me, alright? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know shit. <laughs> and so prize number one. Can we get a drum roll? Can't hear it, but I'm sure it's there. Number one is, without a doubt, Mr. Lee Glad, because he went out of his way to make a model of the knights, our little knight, our little mascot guy, and paint it up. He did, man. So this motherfucker, not only did he hand paint it, do a good job, you know, he made up this model on Hero Forge, I believe, yeah. and made it fucking gave us the STL for everyone to print. Yeah. So now everyone can have a pastime paladin. And we can print them for ourselves. Yeah. I'm gonna see if if I could maybe modify it so that it will have the paintbrush, helmet, and sword in the SDL. But otherwise we're gonna have to get creative with green stuffing. But I think it's something that we could turn into like a model that we could yeah. give away or something. But, you know, honestly, man, like... This dude, like, not only did he turn on a good model, but he fucking benefited the community. Mm. And that is just such a big balls move. You can tell this motherfucker has spent time 
eating mac and cheese pies, uh, mac and cheese bites and party pies or sort of travel <laughs> pies when he worked at Seven Eleven. Like he just has that fucking good cunt spirit. Yeah, I'm proud of you. Good work, brother. Really, you cut your hair, but you're officially alive to me again. So good work. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, I love it. That that work, that really mini glad, so. brought joy to my face when I saw that he was working on the SDL on Hero Forge. But like, no way! <laughs> and yeah, then he painted yeah. it he up. It's super well painted too. Well so, done. Yeah, for your efforts, brother, to show we appreciate you. You're the winner. Yay! Congrats, winner. and you'll actually winner, receive winner. your stuff fast because I'll be sending it. We don't talk about the nap. <laughs> Seriously, me and Obi both have packages that we're going to be um, packaging up tonight yeah. after we finish recording. Exactly. So we remember to do it. We've got the envelopes right here. And yeah. luckily yeah, enough, yeah. one of the persons will also be rece- receiving one of the Lego models. So I'll, uh, exactly. I'll figure it out. Exactly. So, just quickly... Fuck, we've gone on for a while. Just quickly, though. Um, we haven't reviewed new metal albums this week. Hmm. This month. Which is fine. But I do want to have a conversation with you. Uh, so, I went and saw Static X the other day, right? Yeah. Uh, as you know. And one of our Discord members, Matt, he was commenting saying, you know, it's just not the same without Wayne Static and whatever. Because, like, for those who don't know, the singer of Static X passed away. Hmm. And they have one of his friends sort of in like a Iron Man costume version with like the pointy hair doing his stuff. Mm. And, you know, it got me thinking. I've had a lot of people ask me since like Pantera started doing their shows and whatnot. Like, oh, what do you think? Does that piss you off and whatnot? And I just wanted to like see what you think about it. Like, where do you stand in that? You know, like if a band loses one member even if they're the singer mm. do you think that band should still continue or still do songs like uh you, i don't know i think you know like that they have a right to make money too if they've written the songs and shit you know yeah, exactly like and they've i mean the thing is like with with a singer it's going to be hard replacing them and and actually calling it the same band because the same thing happened when uh, Mitch Lucker from Suicide Silence died, and it was a whole new debacle about wh- when the new singer joined the band, and it just it didn't feel right at all. So it kind of depends, like it it depends on how much you're you're taking back or, or reusing the old catalog in your shows and stuff. Like people want to hear the old old songs more than they want to hear the new songs because that's just nostalgia hitting, but. You have to pull it off. Like you can't pretend to be another people and ha- another person and have their their set of skills for the music. Uh, but if you can do it well, go ahead. Like like you say that the the guy doing it now for Static X makes it sound like it's it's state way static. Well, it's almost indistinguishable. Yeah, almost indistinguishable. Go ahead. Don't 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 make it stop. Like. Um, but there's different things like with with the guitarists changing out because guitar parts you can learn you can't learn how to sing as a specific person 
So yeah, see a lot, a lot of people have asked me about like the whole Pantera thing. Yeah, and they're like, oh, well, you know, because like they said, they're like. Diamond Vinny were the main songwriters in Pantera. Yeah. Right? That was their main thing. And now that they're dead, people are like, oh, well, the band shouldn't be doing shows and whatnot. Mm. And I'm like, well, I actually don't agree. <laughs> because, like, yes, they wrote the music, but Rex and, Rex and Phil had been there the whole time, too. Yeah. Right? They, they put in their part. Pantera wouldn't have been what it was without Rex and Phil. Mm. That was proven because before they had Phil, they didn't get anywhere. Mm. Once they had Phil and Rex and all that, and everyone was there, that was the lightning in the bottle, mm. right? And I think that those guys still deserve to make money off their hard work if they're doing shows of good quality. Mm. Now, I would think it's different, especially with Pantera, if they were to go and keep writing songs as Pantera. Mm. That's different. But as far as I'm concerned, man, they got like... Diamond Vinny on the drum kicks and like the people playing their parts are their good friends from life. Mm. I see it as the biggest tribute possible to them. Yeah, yeah. You know, and at the end of the day, like it has the approval of Dimebag's estate. Mm. Um you know, like if Dimebag's girlfriend for fucking twenty years doesn't have a problem with it, mm. I don't have a problem with it to be honest, man. You know? Yeah. Just keep on keeping on, bro. And well, that's it, man. That, that's what Dime's saying was always keep on keeping on. You know. Yeah. Um, I don't have an issue with it, and like even Static X. So that new album, man, or the one from twenty twenty, they used Wayne's like sort of like his stuff that he'd recorded and not released or whatever. They used that because his girlfriend was supposed to release it. Hmm. But she killed herself, like, a year after Wayne died. Oh, okay. Like, really sad, really tragic. Mm, but mm. that stuff was never going to see the light of the day. Mm. And the guys that are in the band now, they were all at different parts in their relationship with Wayne, obviously, but he was very drug-affected and stuff like that. But all three of the dudes that formed that band, the originals, are the guys playing. Mm. The only difference is the singer. Yeah. Yeah. You know? they did, And they did a good job. And I'm glad I got to see them, even in that iteration. Hmm. I'm cool with it, man. Like I said, at the end of the day, people forget musicians, especially metal musicians, hmm. they have families at home. They have normal lives. Yeah, yeah. Like, unless you're a gigantic metal band, you're not living in a mansion or shit like that. A lot of these people still work day jobs. Yeah, yeah. So, like, if you can go out and, like, still earn a bit of money over songs that you did put in the effort to help write, you have did perform for 15 years mm. 20 years i think that's that's more than fair yeah. yeah 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 you know and if you don't want it to ruin the way you remember the band don't go see them yeah just don't yeah, go yeah. let everyone else enjoy it don't go you know yeah yeah i don't know there's there's different ways of looking at it of course but i don't know if if you can keep it in the same style as what the band was and not just take it like a full 360 the other way you know it has to stay in somewhat the same style of of what what was going on previously you know but there are bands that are touring now with all of their members alive that should fucking give up (laughs) if you can do it and do it well like i'm sorry i'd still rather see pantera over motley crew at the moment oh yeah 
You know what I'm saying? Those guys are pretty Even I would. Shit. I would look at Pantera They're just before my cashing in. <laughs> exactly my point, man. It's like, fuck that. I just called it quits, guys. You're not up to chops. Yeah. Just leave it. Yeah. But like, Pantera's been broken up since like 2000-ish. Uh, mm. So 20-something years. How do we keep Dimebag's memory alive? Well, a fucking good way is to play songs those songs for the younger crowd that never got to see him mm, alive yeah. and found it afterwards. That is a good way to keep that going. I think that honors the memory of someone. Mm. Yeah. That's my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Mic drop. Not actually drop because my microphone's expensive, but still, <laughs> mic drop. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's an interesting discussion to do. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it depends yeah. on which member of the bands died, you know, and, and like I said, singer is, is so important to, to the whole sound. But yeah, it can be done, like like you said. And if it is done well, why the hell not? Just continue, man. Well, it's funny because like you know, people crack the shits with like static X. No one gave a fuck when they did it with Alice in Chains. You know what I mean? Because mm. the d- guy does a good job. Yeah. It's not an issue. He still performs the songs live. Yeah. Y- you know, they write their own stuff. It's a little bit of a different style now, but like, whatever. Mm. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. People die. It sucks. You still gotta have a job. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. Anyway. Cool. That's us for the episode. But before we go, we have a Patreon. Now, supporting the show is fucking awesome. It's, in fact, the coolest thing you can do if you're one of our listeners. Mm. We appreciate the fuck out of it. And it lets us build up more. Right? Like we said, we bought 3D printers this time with part of the money. That's helping the podcast. That's helping us make more content. Mm directly we wouldn't neither of us would have been able to buy these without that no we wouldn't have no and this whole episode wouldn't exist and the whole concept of us exploring new hobbies and growing our skills would not exist yeah it starts there man if you like shit support it Mm. right it doesn't have to be heaps of money but just support it i bet you got fucking netflix those guys are a bunch of pedophiles don't get their money give it to us (laughs) you know yeah, and we appreciate I the Netflix support. are actually pedophiles, but I've heard things. <laughs> yeah, and we appreciate like, it. Like, this meant, meant so much, both to us, uh, as a person and as a podcast, to be able to buy these kind of printers and, and provide back content Man, to I... you about it, and maybe models to you, so, you know. I'm not afraid to admit it, man. When me and Obi decided this is what we're going to do, like, and he noticed because I messaged him, I teared up, man. Yeah. Because we have put so many hours into this show, and it means so much to us. So to actually get a little bit of kickback from that and a reward for over a year worth of hard work meant the world to yeah, us. Yeah, definitely. I know I did to Obi too. Yeah. So it's thank you guys, and just get in there, guys. Keep supporting. Yeah. You know we appreciate it. We also have a Discord. Get the fuck on the Discord. Hang out with us. You can watch me stand a Boba Fett helmet. <laughs> you know 
That's not a euphemism either. <laughs> watch me, watch me sad, my boba. Yeah, look, Obi watches me sad, my helmet all the time, but we're not allowed to do that on Discord. <laughs> <laughs> but now, nah, seriously, jump on the Discord, guys. Play some video games. Um, all of our Americans, we ha- they're actually pretty cool, so you don't need to be scared. <laughs> yeah. We we have the cool ones there. The good ones. Yeah, I guess Scar, Polly, Courtney, fucking uh Mitson. Yeah. Fucking Solter. Good dudes. Good and dudettes. Good guys. Yeah. Exactly. You know, so come there and hang out. Uh we have Facebook and shit too, but we don't care about it. So uh Yeah. Go look at that if you want to see us post stuff once every six months. Oh, oh, uh, nah, seriously though, I think I'm going to try and get back on the train of posting on that a bit more, especially when I'm doing my 3D prints. Yeah. Because I'll actually have shit to show. Um, and I think I might actually start asking people if they want us to post their completed projects from the Discord in there. Oh, yeah, that would be cool. On the Facebook and the Insta, because that way it's not just us posting shit. Yeah, 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 it would be a cool way to... Yeah, send so your people's get on it. out there as well that's right that's right yeah and uh yeah we're gonna go run some envelopes now so we can post some shit to our patrons yeah, exactly thank you so Sorry, much guys, guys. ADHD brain ADHD brain go brr <laughs> um anyway guys till next time remember uh crank that amp we slay the grey and we are the nice hobby table, table. Fuck, and we're out of time too. (laughs) See you guys. Bye. Bye.